0: This show contains four-letter words and adult situations. But what did you expect? It's called Now That I'm Older.
1: Should I tickle you? <laughs> I mean, no, I got shit to do. I got fucking places to be. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Let's go back. Why would you tickle that? Well, to when tickle? I was a kid, whenever like I scraped my knee, my mom would tickle us so we forget about our knee being scraped.
0: Did you guys hear about Shane and Kenny? <laughs> no. Apparently, they got in a fight and Shane beat the hell out of Kenny with his severed arm. James Gunn made a couple of bad jokes. There was a slave centaur in the fucking Fantasia movie. Originally. There was a
1: whole fucking movie about slave culture.
0: Sorry about my shit intro. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Now That I'm Older with Shane Smith and Ken Baldwin.
1: AKA KB Paperstacks, aka Baldwin Escobar, aka Danger Zone, aka Vanilla Thriller, and aka MC Killer B. No one calls you any of that.
0: I'm dead. When I was about 19 years old, I was a telemarketer. And all the telemarketing jobs you're going to get are exactly the same. You sit in a little cubicle with a headset on. You make calls. You try to talk to people. You have to read some sort of fucking script. And you either sell them something or do a survey about something or set an appointment about something. And it's an endless parade of people who absolutely don't want to fucking hear from you. They don't want what you're selling, but you have to call anyway. It's your job. Basically, 90% of the people that you talk to every single day tell you they hate you over and over again until you're ground into this depressed little nub. Now, I stayed at this sweatshop for three years, and after about a year there, I was promoted. I thought I was the shit. I mean, besides the constant feeling like the job was just going to murder my zest for life, it was good money, and I thought I had arrived. One day, the big boss, Joe, comes to my desk and says, Shane, we're going to have you train enter whatever name of new employee had signed up for the shit show into that blank, and we're we'll going to have you uh, show her the ropes. Now, I've gotten to a point where I was getting shit tons of surveys done every day, despite the feeling of despair that this job gave me, and my boss was looking for me to show the other people how I did it. Now, in the beginning, I took this new job very seriously. I mean, I was the head trainer for a telemarketing company with about 20 people total at it at 19 years old. In my stupid head, I had basically arrived and I wanted to do a great job. But as more and more people would get hired and then quit or get fired within a month... I started to get a little bit down about what I was doing. I mean, I was giving these people damn good training. I was walking them through how to scrub a list, how to read the script. I told them how you needed to feel out the operator to see if you needed to be direct or subtle. I talked to them about using a southern accent when you're calling Alabama and Tennessee because people respond to that shit. I was sharing all the learned wisdom I had, and these people were just shitting on it. So one day, I get to work, and I tell myself, you know what, I've got to come up with something new. And sure as shit, I knew that Monday I was supposed to train somebody. we got a new hire for you today, Shane. And I decided right then and there, I had to do something different. I had to find a way to vet this guy. I was tired of people fucking taking this job and then just disappearing. But I needed to do it in a way that could test whether he had a sense of humor and whether he could take rejection. So I go to my desk and I get settled in and I call this guy, we'll call him Anthony back to my desk. And Anthony was this guy who had a drinking problem, who'd gone to law school, but had never taken the bar. So he needed a telemarketing job. This dude was like 45 and really needed a paycheck. And we get settled in and I begin running through all the training and we're learning how to read the script, and he's listening to me on calls. He's listening to my advice on calls, and I'm getting the feeling from going back and forth with him that, that he's cool. You know, like, he can take a joke, and when I'm, like, telling him jokes and shit like that, he's responding, and he's laughing. He's still nervous because this is his first day, but I can tell he can take a joke, and without thinking anything about it, I say, you know what, man? I'll be right back. I go to the bathroom. So I get up, and I go to the restroom, and then I walk back to the front to give the impression that I was talking to somebody at the front. I told him, I said, hey, man, I'll be right back. I got to go talk to the manager. Now, in reality, I waited in a little side office where they had this personal phone to sit at and make phone calls. And after about two or three minutes of sitting there, I go back to my desk and I'm looking gravely serious. And I sit down and I say, Anthony, man, I don't know how to tell you this, but um, I spoke to the office manager. And she asked me how it was going after the past couple hours we've been together. And uh, I just had to be honest with her. And it's it's just honestly not going to work out, man. You're awesome and all, but it's it's just not going to work for this job in particular. I'm sorry, man. Anthony looks dumbfounded. Dude starts to get up. He's grabbing his his leather binder off my desk and his pen, and he looks back, and he's got this, like, just really bewildered look on his face. Says, Is there anything I could have done? I mean, I thought I would at least get a chance to make a phone call before I got let go. And he's got all of his stuff in his hands, and I say, Anthony, dude, you just passed the first test. If you can get fired from this job by an employee who doesn't even have the ability to hire and fire, you're going to be fine here. And he's a little bit pissed, but he starts laughing immediately, and this becomes my thing. This is the way it went for months. I would feel people out and if they could take a joke, I would train them with this way and I'd work with them for a couple of hours and then I'd pull the your fire bit and 99.9% of them were completely cool with it. They were completely down to earth about it and they said, you know what, dude, it sucks that you did that. That's kind of shitty, but actually I'm okay with it. I did it with like four or five people and if these people weren't cool, I just wait for them to eventually quit or get fired if they weren't able to take a joke. Well, one day we had this really stuffy lady, this former housewife, who decided she had to get a job. And she was really, really prim and proper. Like, she came in in like, a, a blouse that was buttoned all the way up to her neck and a long skirt on and, like, some really sensible shoes. Like, imagine Mary Poppins without any of the happiness and the magic and the whimsy and just replace it with, like, a lot of judgment and her being, like, overly stern about everything. I knew this lady, we, we'll just call her Mary, couldn't take a joke, but... I was going to have to figure out whether or not she was going to last or not. A lady who's like this angry about everything, and I'm serious, like I sat with her for like two hours going back and forth, teaching her how to read the script and stuff like that, and everything I would say, like any sort of a joke, just, no, no, I I think we just need to learn the material, and I need to learn everything about this job. And I'm like, okay, somebody like this is not going to be good at getting yelled at all day long by people. So I'm 19, nobody's told me not to do this. And in my head, I decided I obviously needed to do the same thing that I'd done with all the other employees before her, except for the ones who couldn't take a joke. But I needed to find out if this chick was going to be able to last if somebody rejected her. So we worked for a few hours and then I did the whole thing where I get up and I go to the front and then I came back and I fired her. But this time, instead of being apologetic about not getting it right or upset that she'd been let go, like the three, four or five people that i had done this to before, she gets pissed. Who the hell does a guy running this place think he is? She snaps back at me after I'd like pseudo-fired her. And I went to jump in and be like, no, dude, it's just a joke. She's like, no, no, no. I prefer to talk to the manager about this right now. You're how old and you're training me back here? I told her I was just about 20 years old and she gets even more pissed. She grabs up this really sensible person, throws it under her arm, and while I'm I'm half-expecting this chick to just hit me with her purse, she shuffles off to the front room to have an extensive conversation with my manager. And after I'm calling after her, saying, Hey, there's something I need to tell you, this is a joke. Like I never even got to get that out of my mouth. Now, I know and you know by now that this lady was not gonna be able to make it this job. She was not gonna take rejection from 99% of the people that she talked to. And my little experiment showed that she couldn't handle rejection nor take a joke, and she wasn't going to be cool for the office at all. And I made all of these points to my office manager when she called me up to the front desk and asked me, how long have I been firing other employees without the office's permission? And after she spent 20 minutes running me down, telling me this is not the way we train new employees, she let me go back to my desk with no repercussions. Except that I was absolutely never to train another employee again. Even though I made an employee walk out of the company two and a half hours into her first day, they didn't fire me or discipline me because a job that sucks this bad, you need every single employee you can get, even if that employee is firing other employees. Hey guys, welcome back to a show that remembers when the worst problem you had was whether or not your mom was going to let you stay up until the very end of the movie or whether you were going to have to go to bed, or as we like to call it, now that I'm older. A show about how getting older sucks but can be awesome at the exact same time. You can find us online at a NowThatImOlder.com or also on Facebook as well as Google Play, Stitcher, and iTunes. Please rate, review, and subscribe to the show anywhere you find us online because that helps us out a lot. You can also find us on Twitter, Gmail, and Instagram, but it's at NTIO Pod. And if you'd like to support the show, you can go to patreon.com slash Now That I'm Older. And if you give to us, we're going to give right back to you. You can also find us on Twitter with the hashtag PodernFamily. Now, Podern Family is a family of podcasters that came together to cross-promote each other, spread the word about badass, independent podcasts, and create a family out of absolutely nothing. If you go to Twitter and check out the hashtag Podern Family, you're going to find our show as well as the Eclectic City podcast, the Departure Lounge podcast, and the Two Poor Bastards podcast. And this week on episode 186, we discuss past mistakes and how some are just too big to get past, and we talk about some of our own. And this leads to a discussion about Disney dropping James Gunn from Guardians of the Galaxy over shit he said in the past, and how maybe Disney should be careful about pulling shit out of the closet because they got a lot of skeletons in theirs. So check it out. We'll be right back.
1: Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. We are tonight's entertainment. <laughs> Let me ask you a question, King. What's the worst joke you told that didn't hit? Um, one time I told a joke to our friend Andrea, who used to be Paul and Shane. Shut up, bitch. At the same time about cancer. Right after they both had parents die of cancer. Oh, <laughs> I forgot. <laughs> I
0: remember
1: that. Uh, and there's the joke. Cause get ready to be offended. If you don't have <laughs> cancer, you're about to be mad. What did the, di- the dumb blind death kid get for Christmas? What? Cancer. And I, oh, dude, the room just went. <sighs>
0: I, I remember hearing, uh, I think I, I wasn't here for the joke to be told, but I do remember uh, being told And
1: Andy got real mad about it. And Shane just, Shut up, bitch. He just looked at me and went, dude, my dad just died of cancer. I was like, ah. Tch, tch. Be here all week, folks. <laughs> got to step outside for a minute.
0: <laughs> remember, the seven o'clock show is totally different than the five o'clock show.
1: Yeah, it was bad, dude. I was like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> but <laughs> I done, didn't say fudge. <laughs> I have done fucked up bad. There's a girl crying. <laughs> it wasn't just that my joke bombed. Like it, it was the exact opposite of a joke. <laughs> People were crying. Did you? Everybody hated Kenny that night. <laughs> Did you have the same feeling as you
0: did when you were messing with the girl at D8 the one night and her wig fell off?
1: No, I wasn't a joke. That was fucking, uh, <laughs> joke was on me. <laughs> uh, Jimmy and Jamie looked at each other like, game over. <laughs> Jamie, why did you give this girl a ride home? Not, not, not alone. I'm not. <laughs> he, that motherfucker made me ride. It's like, oh, no, you're not.
0: <laughs> I remember you telling me that story a while back and be like, whew. So her wig fell
1: off. The girl was cute and everything. Everything was going fine. We were wrestling around on the floor. Might have been the one time I broke the D8 rule. (laughs) That was God. See, you might not believe in God. I do, darling. (laughs) But God came in and said, no, thou shalt not have sex in D8 and thou shalt remain clean. i gonna knock this girl's hair off for you. (laughs) I was like, thank you, Jesus. Thank you. It fell down the fucking steps. <laughs> Weren't you guys leaning over the stairs? Yes. Yeah, like We were like flirting around and she did the lean back thing girls do. And she leaned too far back and that shit flipped off her head. <laughs> <laughs> it, was, it was slow motion. It was like the wig was flipping in the air on the way down. And my face was all like. Oh. And when it hit, it did the whole. Dude, it hit still in slow motion, and immediately me and Jamie are both looking down the stairs, like looking over the rail. And it was one of those come up, immediately look at each other, and mentally have to like, and then look at her, and she's just standing there, bald as fucking hell. (laughs) (laughs) Like, god damn it.
0: And this is before any of us had any maturity. About these kind of things, Kenny now probably would have been like, "Oh my god, that's terrible! I'm so sorry. Let me help you with your wig."
1: <laughs> I probably would still try to get a blowjob now, because <laughs> I've learned. I mean, there's plenty of times are like, "Oh, I wouldn't fuck her. She could suck my dick, though." <laughs> if you're not a dude, you can suck my dick. That's pretty much, <laughs> that's pretty much a given. You can be an ugly ass bitch, but you can suck a dick. Wow, dude! I ain't gonna fuck you. But you can always suck a dick. But back then <laughs> Back then I was like oh. <laughs> The bald girl It wasn't like a clean bald Like obviously she had a nervous problem And had been pulling her hair out Cause it was like the fucking buckwheat patchy kid thing going on Oh my god dude It looked like the doll from the uh, From uh, Toy Story <laughs> That Sid had With like one eye missing it was like, the hair, like one strand of hair here <laughs> One strand here
0: Oh my god, I'm just imagining the, the fucking horror this girl had to have on her
1: face because this like you know she knows She was a white girl with edges. With edges? <laughs> That's a black thing. You wouldn't understand. Like, what? <laughs> black folks, you know what I'm talking about. So um her yeah. edges were horrible though. <laughs> the reason I brought up a joke that didn't hit was um black girls have to have nice edges to their natural hair or their fucking wigs look stupid. Thank you. Thank you <laughs> I knew you were wondering. I, I knew you were wondering. I knew you were wondering. You know, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm going to the cookout. So I know things. Uh, yeah, I remember you telling me that I wasn't invited to the cookout. You're not. <laughs> you're you're far too Caucasian.
0: Um, black people hit us up on Twitter and let me know when the cookout is. So I may be able to bring don't, some potato don't, salad. Or... Don't
1: tell him. Don't. don't. He, he gives his dog's birthday cakes. I'll bring your dog a birthday
0: cake, if you'd like, to the cookout, and we can all celebrate. Black people don't
1: do shit like that with their dogs. They keep their dogs in line because they know they're fucking dogs. Well, my dogs are in line. They're just in a very nice, you know, plushy line. You're at the bottom of the line and doing what they're told, what they tell you. So the reason I brought up jokes (laughs) that didn't hit. Piper's your boss.
0: (laughs) I I told Nicky this weekend, I said, if I could describe Piper in two words, it would be boss bitch. Basically, she moved into the house and all the other dogs were like, hey, this is my house now, by the way. You all work for me. I'm so surprised
1: Turkish took that shit.
0: I am too, dude. Turkish is like the sheriff around there. So the reason I brought up jokes that didn't hit is because we've been dealing with this whole James Gunn thing where he got fired from Guardians of the Galaxy, and for the whole time, like nobody's really printed like what he said. I had to go out and like dig a little bit to find out what he said. And he, what's the best part about being raped? Not being raped anymore. No, it was um, the best thing about being raped is when you're done being raped and it's like, wow. This feels no, great. No, left not, off the very end. No, I'm reading the the well, comment. They right left now. it off. The actual. I didn't get finished. You stopped. Ta- you started see? talking in the middle. It says the best thing about being raped is when you're done being raped, and it's like, wow, this feels great not being raped anymore. That's the whole quote. Um, he said something along the lines of, "Where uh, would the other windy. one go? Uh, I like when little boys touch me in my silly place." Made jokes about pedophilia. Rape. He was being an edge lord. He was trying to do his best to be edgy and. Just like with the girl whose wig fell off in the stairwell.
1: (laughs) Just like that. It wasn't just like, how is that anything like a wig falling off? I'm saying. (laughs) Making pedo jokes and wigs falling off. Nothing. Literally couldn't be any further apart from each other on a scale. Like maybe if you took like fire and ice, that's something that could be further apart. But not really because they're both elements. This is even further apart than that. I'm just saying. One's a, matri- one's a wig and one a pedophilia flavored
0: joke. <laughs> I'm saying your maturity level now would made you would have made you react in a completely different way than you did back then. You would No <laughs> <laughs> No.
1: We've been, if you've been like the, you know what the best part about being raped is when you're not being raped anymore, I'd be like, get away from me, Shane. You <laughs> no, insensitive I'm son say, of a bitch. I'm saying the way you, you guys would- hear Shane talking about rape <laughs> like it's a fucking joke over here, you would have been ostracized and you would that's why you as fucking ornery as you are about saying what you think without thinking. You never made any rape jokes. Although I, you did say you touched Steven in his no place all the time. I did. I used to fuck with my little
0: brother all the time. And I'd be like, Steven, come here.
1: We'd be in a group. And he'd be like, Hey, Steven, remember when I he's touching your no place? God damn it. Shane, quit telling me when you touch my no place.
0: Hey, hey, it was, it was a pedophilia joke between between brothers, okay? It was fine. That's an
1: incest joke, then.
0: But I did not whatsoever ever do that or anything like that, and it wasn't something that I put on the internet for fucking everybody to see and shit like that. Well, this dude gets fired from his job and stuff like that because Disney says, you know, this doesn't represent us as a Although, company. Although, and-
1: tie-in joke to a previous story from this week. You know the awkward after-sex moment you have with somebody who you haven't had sex with a lot? Yeah. I broke the ice today with, I just want to be clear, I just joined the Me Too movement on the Team, right? <laughs> Thank God she has a good sense of humor because laughter just out came out. And had she been like, "Well," I'd be like, "Oh shit, what do you mean?" What? <laughs> <laughs> That'd have been fucked up if she. Had damn it, it! I knew I should have had a consent <laughs> form. <him. laughs>
0: Kenny needs signed consent from anybody who decides to have... If we do take this on the road and decide to go to festivals and shit, or like to hit Comic-Cons I or something... I'm not and they,
1: any festivals to Oh, podcasts. no, you are. You're actually going to stand on the stage... Uh, the whole stage point of a podcast questions. is I can record it here and it can go all the way across the country. So if we
0: do, when we start going to Comic-Cons and shit like that, and when you want to come have sex with Kenny, because for some reason people do...
1: If you're hot, if you're not, don't bother.
0: There will be consent form, that to make sure that the, yeah. show, the show is shielded from any sort of liability. Not religion. that I have
1: shit you could sue me for.
0: So, when this whole thing came up about James Gunn and the whole bad jokes and shit like that, and him getting fired from Guardians of the Galaxy, I was reading the other day about how other stars are coming out, like the people from Guardians of the Galaxy, Chris Pratt, and uh, they Dave all Batista, came out. They all yeah. signed
1: a group letter.
0: Yeah, and they were all like, man, fuck this. You know, it was a long time ago, and he's sorry about it. He's a mature person now. You gotta get a guy to the Even the even guy. High. All right,
1: so I don't know if you know what really started all this. It was some alt right guy who started digging it up wasn't quotes an from Twitter. Guy. That's not, the, you oversimplified it. Well, I just read the article that said. Well, the it was article the oversim- oversimplified it. What happened? What happened was <laughs> okay. Ben Shapiro was tweeting about something, and Ben Shapiro is not all right. He is just a right wing, right leaning uh, commentator. He's okay. no—he's not Milo, or he's not fucking Michelle Geller. He's not out there saying radical shit. He's just—he takes a right.
0: You mean pro- Michelle Bachman? I just put that together. No, Sarah Michelle,
1: Michelle Geller not Sarah Michelle Gellar. Michelle Geller is an anti-Islamic. Oh, radical! I don't, I don't know who she is. She's an Asian woman, which is weird to me. Like, Asians. Care about
0: anybody else? All of a sudden. Okay, so <laughs> so Ben Shapiro was tweeting about something.
1: He tweeted about something, and James Gunn uh, tweeted a criticism of his tweet, and then some alt-right followers decided to go on a witch hunt, and Ben Shapiro came out as soon as it all started and said, "This is not. This is not how we have civil discourse." If somebody wants to disagree with me, that shouldn't mean that they're going to face a witch trial, but it didn't help. It just, it didn't even. Well, but anyway, the whole, the whole, my point is even the guy who people were doing this in defense of to punish James Gunn didn't approve of it. He thought it was ridiculous and that nobody's going to have a job. If we keep digging into everybody's fucking Twitter fiend for anything, they've said off color. The literal truth is everybody
0: has a past and you might, at some point, like when you get drunk, when you tweet, when you're on Ambien, when you do stupid shit and you decide to tweet about it, everybody's got something in their past. I don't
1: even think really the tweets that he made jokes were the problem. It's the ones where he's dressed up like a pedophile with girls that are dressed like they're teens. Those are problematic. I, anytime um, you try to do s- shit like this, unless you're a
0: ridiculously successful comedian, you just can't get away with it. And you, even if you are a really successful when you comedian. you take
1: like- an image that's a fro freezing time. That's- so when you have a, a comic book or a, a TV show, let's say a cartoon TV show, Tom and Jerry never really bothers us because we see Tom in the next <laughs> frame fine again after he's been blown up by Jerry 15 right. fucking times. So there's – Tom's okay. We get that. When you take an uncomfortable image, it's frozen there. That's there's why no- Kathy
0: Griffin is having so many issues is because she decided to have like – a ridiculous fucking,
1: I mean. Beheading of Trump mon- uh, picture.
0: Exactly, like a, a, a satire, a satirical picture of Trump being beheaded and shit like that. And suddenly, when these people get triggered like this,
1: they lose their fucking mind. I had a lady attack me and try to contact my company and get me fired. About what? Um, I said something along the lines of some old fart was saying some shit, being real condescending to everybody else. And I basically told him uh, that his generation was dying off. <laughs> so,
0: you you responded to an elderly person and said you were glad that their generation. Well, they was were dying just talking off.
1: mad shit to the rest of us about how we're all stupid young people. We don't know fucking shit. And we're like, didn't your generation used to make black people do different fucking water fountains? Started like that. <laughs> I was like, didn't your generation like literally pour acid in pools when black people would get into them? Maybe your generation is not who we should get advice from. Well, the really fucked up part is with this whole bullshit that's going on
0: with this huge rash of white people who decide that when they see black people doing something that, you know, everybody else does, they need to call the cops on them and shit like that. It's like, where are these people? Because who
1: has that time? Why does Dude, it- I have seen like horrible car accident? And said so just, you know, I'm not an ambulance. Drive on my. What
0: am I going to do? I will call the cops. If I see something that just happened, I'll call 911 and be like, hey, I just saw an accident happen. There's people
1: people are gonna call i'm not getting involved God damn it kenny
0: you have to fucking get involved if you see some shit no, like that happen no,
1: no i don't <laughs> no, I'm, no, not, no. I'm, not, I'm not i don't what am i gonna do gonna really use some of this line ma'am That'll help that broken neck you have ma'am how are your teeth <laughs> should i tickle you <laughs> i mean no i got <laughs> shit to do i got fucking places to be wait a minute Wait a minute. Let's go back. Why would you tickle? Well, when I was a kid, whenever like I scraped my knee, my mom would tickle us. So we forget about our knee being scraped. Maybe you should have dropped that, that in before you said, should I tickle you? I mean, (laughs) because it made you sound like a
0: creep. Should I tickle you, You ma'am? No,
1: it doesn't have to be a woman. Tickle a guy after an accident. (laughs) I swear to God, if I'm in a bad accident and you come over and start tickling me, I'm just going to start following you around hoping you have an accident now holy shit dude (laughs) maybe you're just a little concussed (laughs) I don't want you to like lose an arm or anything I swear to god if you start tickling me or some shit like that what if you lost an arm and I started tickling the arm (laughs) Shane I'm tickling your arm god damn it this is not a joke I'm totally going to beat you at Madden every time now. Did
0: you guys hear about Shane and Kenny? No. Apparently they got in a fight and Shane beat the hell out of Kenny with his severed arm. I do you'd <laughs> be doing that. I
1: think oh, I, would. I think the blood loss, you'd jump up and fall down. Oh, no. No, I'd be killing your ass with my arm. <laughs> with my that. severed fucking arm. No, I'd tickle you. I'll kill you. You'd start to and I'd tickle you.
0: Okay, so if Kenny ever tickles my severed arm instead of calling emergency personnel to help me immediately, I'm pretty sure that's the end And now that I'm older and possibly our friendship. Next up, we're going to run to a quick promo break, but when we get back, we go digging into Disney's closet to find all the skeletons they got in there. So check it out. We'll be right back.
1: After these messages, we'll be right back. Hello my friends, we are the Who Spike the Puns podcast. My name is Bradley Jay and I'm here with Nico. Hello guys. And Fuzzy Dan. Hello. And we are a pun podcast. We watch two movies a week. You go, two movies. How about you go? <laughs> we watch two movies every week that have absolutely nothing to do with each other except for the fact that they have a, a tenuous link in their titles. Dan, if you'd like to give us an example perhaps. Uh, we recently did an episode that John Wickerman. John Wickham, man. We did 10 Things I Hate About U-Turn. And our upcoming episode t- to be recorded tomorrow, The Evil Deadpool. We discuss each of these movies individually, and then we do what we like to call the mashup, and that what these movies might stylistically look like if they were
0: had crossover characters or plots or scenarios, etc.
1: Exactly. And this is all fueled by our rage and um, lots of drinks. Uh, we have drinking rules so you can drink along at home. Or in the office or wherever you listen to your podcast. <laughs> on the bus. <laughs> Driving to work. <laughs> Brown bagging it in public transport. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so we, we give uh, we give shot penalties for particularly good puns. We give shot penalties for particularly bad puns. <laughs> and lots of high fives thrown around. So, you know. It's all good. You can find us on iTunes and you can find us on all your other podcast catches, Stitcher Radio, etc. You can also stream us right from our website. dot com. We hope you check it out. Hope to see you out there in podcast land. Enjoy. Stay cool till later. (laughs) It's not personal, sonny. It's strictly business.
0: Have you ever wished you could get extra now that I'm older? Well, now you're in luck because if you go to patreon.com slash now that I'm older, sign up to the $10 level, you'll be able to hear Patreon exclusive content with stuff just like this. Why would you have fetuses as toys? And what sort of Russian nightmare cartoon do you have fetuses as toys? Kenny hates little children. Kenny hates happiness. Especially children. Kenny hates pretty much everything. So oh, I hate happiness. I just hate other people's happiness. I just, I, I know we're not supposed to get political on now that I'm older, but what the fuck is going on? So go to patreon.com slash now that I'm older, sign up to the $10 level, and you'll be able to check out our Patreon exclusives every single time we drop one.
1: Ray, when someone asks you if you're a god, you say yes. What up? This is Dina Marie, the host of the Twisted Philly podcast. There's more mischief, mayhem, and nefarious goings on in the city of brotherly love than Billy Penn could have ever imagined. We've got it all here on the Twisted Philly podcast true crime, haunted history, the coolest and creepiest places to visit. Welcome, Welcome to, to Twisted, Twisted Philly. Philly. You don't have to be from Philadelphia or Pennsylvania, for that matter, to get into this show. You just need to like some seriously weird, twisted shit. Plus, listening to me gush about the places I love to go, the history I love to tell, and the really sick, twisted crimes we've had going on here since back in the Victorian era. So come sit a spell with me in the city of brotherly love and sisterly affection. You can find me on iTunes and all the other major podcast apps.
0: Oh, I'm sorry. Did I break your concentration? So the reason I brought this up is because when somebody decided to dig into James Gunn's past and brought all this shit up, I said, "You know, I remember a certain few things that were a little racist that Disney's done over the years," and I just wanted to kind of dig into this. and see. <laughs> What were we talking about? <laughs> Take me back. You want to pause? Come go poop and then come no, back. I'm to talk okay about with this? the pooping thing. I can hold
1: it. For you. I just forgot what we're talking about. <laughs> We're talking about how racist Disney has been oh, over yes. the years. Oh yes, Disney had a movie that was so racist. They have done everything in their power to try to erase this movie from existence. We're going to get into that one. We're going to go through a quick list, real quick. Did, do
0: you remember Fantasia? Yes. Where he's like cast the magic spell, and that's like the mob. How, yeah. how the brooms racist? That's what you're coming Look, the brooms weren't racist or anything like that. In the original Fantasia, the full release of Fantasia, it included a character called Sunflower. This small, dark-skinned centaur with braided hair who played servant to the larger, light-skinned, blonde, and dainty centaurs. If you look (laughs) at this thing, it was a slave centaur. He had a house centaur. You probably didn't notice this in the article. It says you didn't notice this because Disney's removed the scene from the movie since then. So any modern version of Fantasia doesn't have a slave centaur in it. Okay? (laughs) A mammy centaur. These guys made a couple of – James Gunn made a couple of bad jokes there was a slave centaur in the fucking Fantasia movie. Originally. There was
1: a whole fucking movie about slave culture. <laughs> we're not there yet, sir. You can't you, you hold me back. You remember uh, Dumbo, right? Yes, the crows. Yeah, remember the crows? Yeah, one of those names was Jim Crow.
0: Yeah, the, the lead crow's name was Jim.
1: <laughs> those crows were savage, though. I love them
0: crows. <laughs> the crows are great when you go back, but as a, as a kid, it's when you're watching it. You are made watching, fun of his dancing. Oh yeah! <laughs> oh la de I mean, it was it was totally,
1: literally just a, a, well, I mean, a character a, a caricature. It, but I mean, partially true because black people are pretty good at jokes. <laughs> I mean, seriously, like I tell black jokes, but, and that's how I win.
0: Right, but when you look at the crows and shit I'm like that, they were man. they were portrayed as fucking lazy. They were portrayed They're as true. stupid.
1: They were not stupid. They were savage. You can't be stupid and savage. They were they were miscreants. Um. <laughs> If that wasn't enough in Dumbo,
0: besides the the, the racist crows. They definitely would have had to use
1: a different water fountain back then.
0: (laughs) Hold on. Instead of just the racist crows, also in Dumbo, there's a song called The Song of the Roustabouts. And the lyrics are, we slave until we're almost dead. We're happy-hearted roustabouts. And keep on working. Stop that shirk and pull that rope, you hairy ape. Aren't they talking about the, the circus workers? We slave all day, and it's the black workers, and they don't even have faces in the fucking movie. (laughs) <laughs> okay. They don't even have faces in the movie,
1: but they pull on. I mean, slaves pick cotton. They didn't pull. Rope.
0: Here's your story that you've been waiting to
1: tell song of the South. Oh yeah. I grew up. There was like, it was Brer Rabbit was a major character.
0: One of those movies. We all, it's one of those movies. This movie had a literal
1: tar baby. Y'all a little baby. that looked like a little black child, but it was made of tar to catch Brer Rabbit. And the person who was telling the
0: story well, is uh, a former slave. Singing songs and telling stories while living on the plantation that he used to pick cotton on. Yeah,
1: what was his name Uncle Thomas or something? I don't
0: remember what his name was, but dude, I swear to God, you, you might think of that song. This is what
1: I was going to tell you all about earlier where Shane kept cutting me off because he's an asshole. That, uh, that Disney has done everything in their power to make this movie as if it never existed. Oh, yeah, they absolutely. Or, you cannot buy this movie. You cannot stream this movie. The only reason I know this movie so well is when I was a kid, we had a Disney book. Like, several of them. It was, like, a collection, and one of them was the movie. You had, like, Fantasia, Cinderella, Songs in the South. And it was, like, reading it, you'd be like, why is everybody wearing cutoffs and have no shoes? (laughs) First of all, it was very anti-South. Everybody looked like a bunch of bumpkins. And it, it's it, and boy <laughs> the lips on that tar baby. Let me oh tell you right God. now. Even as a little kid, I was like, this is kind of fucking racist.
0: See, <laughs> so you grew up in a different house. Remember, I grew up in the, the 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 house where it was like, Oh, that's just funny. That's just them making jokes and stuff like that. And when you really look at it, it's like, This isn't okay, guys. It's not okay for this to happen. But James Gunn got fired over some tweets. Um, Lady in the Tramp, remember that movie?
1: Lady the Tramp. Yeah, okay. Well, the, racist and Lady the Tramp.
0: Touching story of two dogs from different classes. The black dog was together. Scottish,
1: so I mean that can't be racist.
0: Remember the Siamese
1: cats? That's not racist. They're cats.
0: Stereotypical they, Asian accents. They
1: did not act Asian. They acted like fucking cats. Have you what ever heard of the Siamese what, cat? Do you not remember Battle
0: Cat? How bitchy she was. What were the? Uh, what, what was their role in the movie? Were they the they good guys? Are
1: Siamese, if you'll please. Were they the good guys? Well, the Siamese cats are assholes. <laughs> they were the bad guys, right? But that's not an Asian reference. That's a Siamese cat reference. Um You're damned if you do, and you're damned if you don't on that one. I agree. Because when they cast a white person to be the ancient one in Doctor Strange, because they thought it was racist to have a basically an Asian character. As one of the main characters, everybody lost their mind. So now- or when you
0: when you uh, what's a uh, Danny Rand? When you
1: get the white guy to play the fucking uh, the white Iron character, Fist. yeah, who <laughs> was white in the comics? Yeah, it's it's like you can't win. It's remember the Jungle Book? Why can't we just have diversity and not make a fucking? stink over every which way you go. It's like, you know what? You want to make a fucking movie with a bunch of Asians? Go make your fucking movie with a bunch of Asians. Dude, this whole thing with the crazy rich Asians, I'm like, I don't fucking care. I'd probably go watch it. Make an Asian movie. If you want to go make... Black people have been making their own movies for like 40 fucking years. Have you not seen Soul Plane? It's fabulous.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Tyler Perry would not have a career if we all started saying we have to make everything diverse. Everything... Look, diversity is fine. Maybe
1: black people know the black story better than mainstream white people. Maybe that's why black movies are better made by black directors and black producers because you don't understand, sir. You're just a hater. No, I'm not a hater. It's the exact that's, opposite. You're just a hater, sir. This is where liberals push too far and they become racist without knowing Hey it. Let me go
0: ahead and go on record. Everybody who listens to this podcast knows that I'm not a conservative. They know I don't re- vote Republican and all that shit. We're not going to go down that path. But I can say, as a, someone who leans left and is a liberal and shit like that, that the liberal party has lost their goddamn fucking mind on a lot of shit. Like yeah. there's you've, you've gone, we've and it's not just the liberals. It's the liberals. It's the Republicans. It's the fucking alt right. Everybody's the, lost. The anti Just like that, you
1: have the alt right, you have the fucking crazy progressives. It's it's really nobody. To, let, let and the regular clarify. Democrats are like, we are so ready to like win, so ready to do. Every, Everything's been laid for out us. for us, and you nutbags are now coming out of the way talking about let's let's do socialism, dude. Yeah, I understand people in this country don't know what socialism means, but it's a buzzword. You I was about to say that. nobody's going to vote for you guys. Maybe we don't use the word social. That's one of the reasons <laughs> why I was so
0: mad at Bernie because his message was beautiful the last time that he was oh, up. Be- Bernie's economic policies
1: were fucking nightmares. Oh, I know, but I'm saying his message was was good. He should have never been as, as vital of a candidate as he was. I'm trying to think of a good word. He should have never been in that position in the first place, and he wouldn't had there been a true primary. But Hillary Clinton bought that primary. So, the only person that would run against her was somebody who didn't give a shit about that party. Because he was an independent up until the primary.
0: Yeah, because he had to have a party.
1: He's always caucused with the Democrats, which is a fancy word to say that he goes to the meetings on their side of the room. Because Congress is very high school uh, lunchroom. (laughs) You have to hang out with the cool kids. You gotta hang out with my people. Yeah. Well,
0: okay, let's go back to the stories about Disney and shit like that because it goes further into the going down the path. Remember Jungle Book? Yeah. Everything in Jungle Book sounds great. Like everybody's got this British American, like everybody's speaking very properly. And then Mowgli meets the gorillas
1: in the forest and they all speak in jive. Not, first of all, they're not gorillas. They're goddamn orangutans. I'm sorry, they weren't gorillas, you're right. That's they King were orangutans. That was King Louis. Yeah, but they were the coolest characters in the See, some of these I don't think are racism. Why
0: would they not speak with a British accent? Because they anyway? were into jazz music. <laughs>
1: So you, you see s- racism because of monkeys. I see cultural because of jazz. Maybe it's just because I'm a fan of jazz.
0: Look, I like and jazz And I like reggaetangs. I like Coltrane. I'm not saying that I don't, but what I mean, I'm saying have you is- you ever seen e-
1: Every, Which Every Which Way But Down? Every Which Way But Loose? That's it. The with fucking, fucking monkey is the right only thing worth Right in. turn, Clyde? Yeah.
0: <laughs> Literally, only those scenes with the monkey and the fighting are the only thing That's that matters. only
1: thing good in that movie. There's
0: like a love interest and shit like that. If you guys don't know what Was we're talking about- Was there a
1: monkey in about- Cannonball Run?
0: Uh, I don't remember if there was or not. I know uh, Don, uh, not Not, but what was the other guy? Don no, that's uh, the black DeLuise. Yes, was fucking excellent in the Cannonball Run. We're not going to get off on Burt Reynolds movies here. We're talking
1: about Disney, all right. No. Burt Reynolds never made racist movies. <laughs> <laughs> it was without a doubt the worst
0: episode ever. Rest assured that I was on the internet within minutes, registering my disgust throughout the world. That's it for now that I'm older this week, guys. Thank you so much for checking out the show. You can find us online older.com, Facebook, Google Play, Stitcher, and iTunes. You can also find us on Twitter and Gmail, but it's at pod. Check back next Thursday for a brand new episode. And as always, getting older sucks, but can be awesome at the same time. Have a great week. So we're going to end this conversation right there. I don't
1: know There's podcast.
0: There's totally a podcast. You're on the podcast right
1: now. Get out of my fucking chair! I'm Force will be with you.
0: Always.